0: Aperture Priority Show Number 14, Effects of Social Media on Photography. Welcome to
1: the Aperture Priority Podcast, an Avila Studios production where it's all about photography and fun. Now open up that aperture and let some creative light in.
0: Great, Welcome back to Aperture Priority show number 14. I've been on a break, uh, had school break, and unfortunately a lady I worked with uh, for a decade at Justin's uh, art department passed away tragically. But uh, uh, now we're off to a new year and we got a new show. And with me again today is Mr. Joe Engelbert.
1: And hello there, Tony. Sorry to hear about uh, the passing of your friend and It has been a while. It's good to see you again.
0: Yeah, great. Uh, We had uh, also during our break, we had a great trip that we went up to Yosemite. We had a wonderful
1: day. Uh, You know, we were chasing the snow, and while there wasn't any freshly fallen snow on the trees as we had hoped, we were trying to follow the weather forecasts, and those can be particularly fickle. But uh, we had a wonderful day
0: yeah it was i i mean that's the first time i've been up to yosemite in the winter and i enjoyed it it's one of the first times i've actually been to yosemite where i'm not yeah i feel like i'm in la where (laughs) there's everybody in the world there uh i enjoyed the day cold but heck yeah you make the most of it
1: true and and for those of you that may not I understand. uh Usually, Yosemite is packed year round, and in the winter, not as much. But because of the government shutdown and the bad publicity and stories about waste and trash, and which, by the way, we saw nothing right. like that. There, it was a wonderful day because we had the park basically
0: to ourselves, with a few annoying people. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, also, I, I I got to meet a couple of. Uh, Photographers there that day. Uh one gentleman from I was he from San Francisco or San Jose. San Jose. Yeah. Great work. Well, he showed us his work. He was like one of our friends were, was looking at him like, what, are you a ringer? I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean,
1: he said, I, I've just started in the hobby. Learned later. It was like 18 years in yeah. the business. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then another guy I, I, I liked, he had he modified his Fuji camera himself to do uh, uh, infrared. Infrared. That was interesting.
1: And, yeah. he, and he chased us around. We, we, we ran into him several times and it was an interesting conversation. In fact, I was kind of inspired talking to him about taking one of my old D70s and converting it into a an infrared. And I, I, I'm i going to get on to that.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, the only thing is I do not not trust myself uh, with electronics. Uh, there is a place down south here in California. I think it's in San Diego, and and they do these conversions. I'll, I'll try to find their information, put it on the show notes, but was a lot different perspective looking uh through in, an infrared. Yes. Uh, it was.
1: It really was. And I, I, I liked the look and I've always admired that look, but uh that's something I need to get to look at. Uh, I might uh I might just do that in the, before our next show.
0: Yeah. Probably for uh this coming Wednesday, I'm gonna find some images, maybe bring to our photo group that I did shoot uh in infrared in an area uh, as you're going to the coast called Shandon. Mm-hmm. And it helps when you have a lot of green living things. It, it gives a glow and all your leaves turn white.
1: Right. It, it, it's uh, very interesting.
0: Yes. So as we're uh, off for a while, it's like it's been pretty quiet on the news front. But I did uh, check out some new things. Uh, I was kind of surprised that Nikon did release this z 14 to 30 millimeter zoom. It's a F4 zoom. I thought the... The fifty-eight zero point nine five beast would be out before it.
1: Mm, they must have been in the works for some time, uh, and they just came out of the conveyor line in that order, perhaps.
0: Yeah, and what I've seen of it, it looks great, and this could be a perfect little uh, travel lens, like mm-hmm. like we're, we were up there because. Uh, you don't need a 2.8 to shoot landscapes, really.
1: Not really, no. Because
0: you're going to stop down anyhow.
1: Exactly. You're going to be shooting F8, Fs, you know, in that range.
0: Yeah, and so there's that. Now, Fujifilm did release, I just saw today, the GF. So this is for the medium format, a 100-200 to 200, 5.6. And bear with me, it's a L-M-O-I-S-W-R lens lens. Uh, I wish they would get, uh, these camera companies would kind of simplify the uh, the naming convention mm-hmm. because uh, it it's the equivalent of, of a 79 to 158 zoom and also 5.6 on a medium format. I think it's like the equivalent of an F4 mm-hmm. kind of speak if you're looking right. through a regular 35 millimeter crop perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Olympus announced something now. I do not know much about micro four thirds. I have a couple of friends that used to shoot but they no longer shoot micro four thirds. And also now that uh what is it Panasonic is now going full frame, you mm-hmm. know. With all these different formats, I'm curious to see what the future is going to hold for these micro four third cameras.
1: Right. And that's quite a a beast of a camera. That the new Olympus,
0: it, it has a
1: motor-driven, uh, built-in motor-driven advance, right, for
0: the shutter? I believe so. Yeah, there were, there were uh, I mean, there's so many articles on it. That's what kind of caught me off guard. But one thing I wish, it's the Olympus OMD em one x uh, Just call it like the MX or something. Yeah, you know? right. You know, it's... It's so many of these names, you know. That's, it's,
1: uh, that's like a, I, I Nikon does a great job. D fifty, D one hundred. Yeah. D eight fifty, you know, it's pretty simple. Yeah. It's
0: D for digital. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. So uh that that's what's also kind of what I've seen in new gear. There's there's a lot of adapters, and I'm not gonna go over for the Z system now for the Nikon. So you're starting to see a lot of third party. I've noticed that. So I now on the Canon front I haven't seen anything uh, being released but it's only a matter of time you're going to have third party uh,
1: uh right well metabones is there of course uh for a lot of that and I, I you know I speaking of Canon I noticed an interesting article that Canon digital and DSLR were the number one seller in Japan last year
0: hmm interesting yeah Wow, so I know Sony had taken a big chunk out of uh, Canon's uh uh sales. I think uh, I think they had moved in Japan, I think they uh moved into second over Nikon I think at one time. Uh until Nikon of yeah. course when they released the Real, D850. They, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're probably just leapfrogging.
1: So Canon's number 1 in Japan. So, and wow. Sony's number 1 right now digital, I mean. In the U.S., U.S. but uh, Canon and Nikon are catching up quickly.
0: And that was interesting. Our friend uh, Larry, he was talking about his trip to the Philippines, and he went there for I guess a wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, the professional photographers over there are mainly uh, Sony, mm. which and- was, was interesting.
1: Part of the reason he gave is that you know they're light and for travel photography mm-hmm. and, and urban photography. I think that uh, that footprint's really a nice size. It's it's inconspicuous. Mm-hmm. So if you're concerned about safety, it's an inconspicuous or le- uh, a slightly less conspicuous camera to be mm-hmm. uh, toting around.
0: Right, instead of a bulky thick DSLR. Right. Yeah, so uh, let's see questions. I think we had a question about ND filters.
1: Well, you know, uh, right. One of the members of our group, uh, Felix, asked about the use of ND filters. And we all use ND filters for, uh, famously for slowing down water. Mm-hmm you know, lengthening that shutter speed so we can get that nice frothy, silky look on rapids and waterfalls. But uh, he was asking about other uses for ND filters and, and that's something that you've done recently in some of your posts in a landscape, a stationary landscape. And mm-hmm. he was asking about why and how you used your ND filter in that landscape.
0: Yeah, there's a shot I just took uh, recently that uh, a couple of my former students asked, <laughs> they said, hey, that's a Mac OS background, and it was, of course, the iconic tunnel view of uh, the Yosemite.
1: Yeah, the Yosemite Valley. But your picture didn't have the hard drive icon on it.
0: Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's another inside joke to another friend, and I, I showed him the same picture, and he goes, you're never going to let me live it down, but uh, what, why I used it... Uh, as the sun was setting, I got a 25-second exposure, and I was using an ND6. And I use, uh, I switched to a company called Breakthrough Photography. When I did my research, uh, their name came up as number two or number one or number two in, in everything I read. In the ratings. And one of the, the biggest, reviews. yeah, was because they're very neutral. There's no color cast. And the reason I used it on um, that twenty-five second uh, exposure, you're going to get a little bit different look with that ND filter, and also there's, the clouds are moving. So when you when I open up the file, and it was a, you know and I shot that with a Nikon D800, and of course I bring it up to Photoshop. It's a sixteen bit file, so it's pretty big. You zoom in, the clouds are a little soft because they they were moving ever so slightly. Yeah. Hours. So that really makes the image pop out more. It gives it this depth because it, the
1: the the cliffs were in sharp focus and they had a blurry background.
0: Right, and the colors, the indeed, and I would say make sure you get a good brand that there's no color cast. It kind of pops out your colors a little bit more. I uh, and and that
1: is why you would want no cast because you know i can hear someone thinking well i can just fix that in photoshop color cast just do a white balance correction but you won't have that
0: vibrancy of color right. on the front end and that's why it's it's a good idea to get a good brand there's another brand it's made here in california i think it's something wine country i have to put in this it's a great system it's a pricey system. You may be looking, you know, well over a $1,000 just just for the whole set. Mm. I hear good things about it, but I guess it's it's what you pay for. I mm. think uh, on both of mine, one was 159 the mm. other one was 179 For an ND6? Yeah, uh, 6 and 10 stop.
1: Like a 77 millimeter or something like that? Exactly. I, yeah. I got
0: it 77. I thought about getting the square 100. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, then I have to get the mounting system. And I thought, okay, just for now, just. Yeah,
1: back lo- to Koken.
0: Yeah. <laughs> l- look at your bigger, your biggest uh, thread, which is 77 millimeter. Mm-hmm. And just get an adapter rings. I got plenty of adapter rings. Got it. So that's what I did. And, and it worked out. So it, it works out for slowing down, you know, that water. And as we were saying, that's smooth and all of that. And if you ever do an evening shot, you know, uh, where you could do maybe more than maybe a 30 plus second. If you get some clouds in the skies, the sunset, it really just turns, you know, really, it, it gives it a nice, almost surreal look to your image. All right. So let's move in today's uh, subject. And it's the effects of, sh- of social media on photography. Well, I, social
1: media. What's that?
0: Yeah. Well, you, you know, doing the research on this everywhere i've looked it's like if you're a photographer in today's world you're going to use the number one is still uh facebook mm-hmm. youtube then instagram and surprisingly when i was going down the list uh kind of it's there but it's like it's sliding it's down sliding down you know and it's like wow at one time it was kind of a neat it was the hot one link lincoln was in there and i guess you know for for business aspect uh mm-hmm. you 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 would see that but that was the one thing where as a photographer you need to be uh savvy in social media to uh you know uh put yourself out there
1: you know i was uh, just attended a a conference a workshop on social media's impact or the use of social media for your business and photography and uh, it was a very interesting workshop, and it's a, it's, a, it's a moving target. Facebook has changed their algorithms, and Facebook now owns Instagram. Instagram yeah. And so this is a moving target, and the answer is you, if you dive into that pool, be prepared to keep up with it. And uh, doing the research, I really uh, – I was just finished writing an article called, it Has Instagram Killed Photography? And it's uh, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but a little serious, too, because there's some serious uh, issues with Instagram and social media's impact on photography. And sort of a good, bad, and ugly story, if you will. The good, the good part is that social media has spawned an entire generation of, of people getting interested in photography. The, the proliferation of cell phones have, has made uh, photography available to everyone. And it's, a, it's an ever-evolving uh, art form, uh, profession, career, hobby, if you will. You know, it wasn't so long ago we were lugging around uh, cameras made out of wood and, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> in terms of technology. And now we're ha- ha- evolved into these cell phones. Um, the uh, um, explosion of Instagram in particular, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. The the good part is again the prolif- proliferation and it's pro- it's propelled some f- photographers into stardom that were unknown. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very good platform for exposing your your work and and getting your creativity out there. But the 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 bad part about Instagram is something to do with um, the way that the photographers themselves have impacted the environment. And there are. Areas of the country that were obscure and local favorites of photographers mm-hmm. that were very picturesque. And they would take a picture of this uh, local phenomenon, this landscape or whatever, and they'd make it famous. And before you know it, people from all over the world were knocking down the the doors of that area. You know, our, our uh, motto in photography is you know take take nothing but pictures kill nothing but time and leave nothing but footprints right mhm well i that's the thing i want to reiterate is, is as a photographer i want to leave nothing but footprints and i want to take nothing but a photo and kill nothing but time i am stunned uh, in my own personal experiences about how a, play, a, per, a, a place popularity has been absolutely destroy the environment case in point there i read one story uh, yesterday about a photographer in australia that uh, had a favorite place it was a, a railroad an abandoned railroad tunnel it was a neat place but inside the tunnel there was some uh, a colony of glow worms and so he took pictures of them and and this their popularity exploded and photographers were going in there with flashes and, and burning wool and flares mm-hmm. and smoke bombs. And they decimated the colony. And the owner of the tunnel fenced it off and said, no more. You know, they ruined, they ruined the, the, the site. And Horseshoe Bend uh, on the Colorado River is another example. They're putting up a fence to keep people away from that iconic view because they were uh, destroying it. And here in Yosemite, in California, in Yosemite, just last month, we had a couple, an Instagram uh, influencers, fall to their death off a cliff in Yosemite because they were taking selfies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's sort of the uh, the bad part. And I'll get to the ugly. I'll let you chime in here.
0: And it's funny you brought that in when we were photographing. Uh towards the end of the day there in Yosemite as we're getting that, uh, sunset shot. Uh, I was surprised how many, uh, I'm not surprised how many people are there. You know, I met a girl from Australia, a couple of girls from, uh, Germany, but, uh, some of these people were jumping up on that ledge and taking selfies. And I was like, wow, you know, it, that fall, is not going to be that bad of a fall, but it's, it'd be a trip to the hospital. It's become the norm where you got to go jump up on something and say, look at me, you know, right. you know, instead of just doing what the same people are doing is they, when you see somebody with a camera that came up to me and said, Hey, you looks it looks like you, you know what you're doing. Now, could you, you take, take a, a <laughs> picture? You know, but there's another, uh, there was a place here at the coast when you mentioned the burning wool. Right. It was here in California that there was some kind of Ste- old, Steel wool. Yeah, that steel wool where they do the fire thing that they set right. a, a, a boat. It was a boat wreck along the shore, famous little thing. And they set the boat on fire. And ruin it for everybody yeah. else. And when I'm seeing that, too, there's a local place here in um, Yoko Valley I used to photograph in. But now everybody started going out there because one guy asked me, well, where, where do you take that picture at? And I, I showed him. Well, pretty soon everybody's going out there. And now when I go out there, there's these signs, no trespassing. They're having uh, multiple problems, uh, trespassing, uh, poachers, and people with shotguns are just shooting up the fences. So the farmer, the ranchers, I should say, are just say, hey, enough is enough. And graffiti. Yeah, graffiti. On the rocks. On the rocks. So it's, it's an unfortunate thing. When I shot this supermoon a couple of years back, I was shocked how many photographers were out there, which which right. one time it was, was a... Uh, 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 it was you and the cows. Yeah, that was it. And uh, the funny story, uh, when I was photographing that night, you get to a certain area, there's no cell service. Mm-hmm. So I was setting up at one spot, but then everybody was saying, hey, photographers here. Then it's like where there was just four of us, there was like 20 of us. So we, finally... I got annoyed by one local photographer. He came and parked his car really in front in front of our view. And we all looked at him and said, do you mind moving your car? And he looked back and said, why? And he kept walking forward. And I thought, well, that's rude. Right. So, uh, so we just packed up instead of getting into him. We, we went to my local spot. Well, guess. The night before, I was out there photographing a model friend of mine, Jenna, and we were doing this haunting look. It was, and it was really eerie out there. Well, I forgot one of my uh, reflectors out there, mm. and I thought, I'll never find it. When I pulled up and parked, there was like 20 people here again, and my friend Johnny was out there, and he walks up to me and he goes, Hey, Tony, did you leave this out here? <laughs> but oh, it, it was like, you. well, you know, there's no private, you know, uh, and, and I could see these ranchers getting annoyed now because people are gonna yeah, they're tagging them, they're putting graffiti, they're shooting up their fences, so and and this is kinda of bad reflection then on photographers. Another thing I've seen, uh it's the famous archway in uh it's in uh is it Moab? I know it's in Utah.
1: Mm, yeah, the in Arches National Park. Yeah.
0: And there's a shot that where for, there was for some reason there were the it, it was either the time of year to shoot. Well, I'm looking at there's like 30 guys out there with tripods. Yeah, and after a while, I, I I'm, I'm afraid that there's going to come a day when you walk into a national park and you got a tripod. They're gonna, you know, you're going to be either asked to pay an extra fee. I think there is kind of that now, but I think in over time, especially if people start messing things up, they're going to say, "Hey, uh, uh, you." you, you you, you need to pay because you know this is getting messed up or whatever. Exactly, and so that you know it, the other part about the
1: Instagram, it leads into the third point the, the ugly the ugly part about it is that uh, we we have a new breed of photographer, and it it seems to be the person who is chasing a particular kind of image because they know that they're, they're trying to be popular. Mm-hmm. on instagram they're, they're chasing the likes whether it's facebook or instagram and so they force the issue by finding someone that's popular and emulating their style and they, and so they're in a sense they're losing creativity which which if they're persistent it could even lead to depression and i know photographers who are depressed because they're not getting enough likes mm-hmm. and i've i've even had some photographers that they've quit the business because they didn't get enough uh, likes and that is a direct result of chasing the popularity. So I want to reemphasize th- that if, if photographers, let's, let's pick up after ourselves. Let's, let's leave nothing but footprints and let's, let's keep it better than we found it. And I can only stress enough that uh, we want to hand this wonderful craft and art form off to the next generation. And we need to take care of our environment and the the reputation of the of the industry.
0: Yeah, it, and I'm going to bring up. There's like I have a philosophy. Everything there's yin and yang, and I'm going to start with yin, mm-hmm. uh, the bad part. I want to finish off with something positive. But as an instructor here at the local JC, uh, social media impacts how class time. I warned my students the very first day because uh, I'm on uh, the campus here in Tulare and the main campus is in Visalia for the College of the Sequoias. So you're going to drive an extra 10 miles to come to my class. Mm-hmm. If you're just going to come to be on social media, you're going to be on Facebook and everything. I tell them, why bother? Just, right. just stay, get get your free Wi-Fi and stay uh, stay on the main campus right. why are you coming out of the way out here if you're not going to learn anything you're just burning gas money or your right. parents have to take you, you have to catch the bus and it's also you know it impacts how uh, I teach and I, I've come to the, the point anymore I just tell my students it's on you if, if, if you want to be on social media you, you have to see your friend snapchat Shouldn't you be uh, studying? Well, this is also affected. Uh, sometimes I've been asked by other photographers, you know, we'll go out and, and we'll we'll do like a learning, like on lighting because I've done so much outdoor flash photography.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the problem is I'm setting up instead of them watching me what I'm actually doing. They're taking pictures, you know, selfies of me. And it's like you're not learning what i said <laughs> oh you're so old school <laughs> yeah and i have noticed what when when i go like when we went on the trip to yosemite part of the fun is the adventure going out and taking the photograph getting that capture but i've noticed with certain people the adventure is just doing the selfie not so much the actual photography then they want to zoom home and upload it hey this is what I did today. Instead of actually working on the capture itself, then bring it in into Lightroom, or wherever you work in to bring out that image to show what you what was your vision. They're more interested in just getting somewhere because some of the areas I go to, there's there's no connection. So they can't post. So it's, it's almost like a disease, like a junkie, <laughs> like I have to get Wi-Fi somewhere where I'm going to put this image up. Right. And it's it just and, boggles my mind. And it goes back to that
1: issue of depression I was talking about because study after study has shown that social media is a catalyst when you don't get enough likes r- likes or responses. It's that fear of missing out experience that is, that marketing has been so brilliant and effectively communicating to this generation
0: it's almost like going back to like when you were in junior high or high school am i going to be the popular kid you know that's what it is it's a popularity contest when and you know uh, i
1: i use the analogy that back in the day we would socialize before cell phones and we would name drop well and, and we would talk about our connections and our our friendships and if, if we were really being snotty about it we'd talk about you know, we name drop. Well, I know so-and-so that's famous and what have you. Now it's we photo drop. We've been to all these iconic places. Here I am in front of the Eiffel right. Tower. Here I am in front of the Taj Mahal. Here I am in front of the Yosemite Valley. It's and, me, and me, me, me. Yeah. It's a really a point in the selfies, you know, those poses that we were to, you were talking about on the, on the ledge. That really just reflects this generation's um, obsession with the same thing other generations have had. Is seeking popularity, so I can't fault them or us. It's it's amusing because it's done in a different way,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're using a tool that I ha- I have a particular fondness for. You know, the camera, and that's fine and well and good as long as we can remember that the subject matter. Um, if it's you, fine, that's great. Uh, me, I don't want to see my ugly mug anymore. You know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty much past that.
0: Yeah, I, I I just don't, again, if we're going out, uh, I don't care about uh, being picture like, ooh, there's Tony setting up the light. It was so bad, my friend Johnny would post uh, me always with my light meter, and my friend Cindy, uh, she lives up in Fresno, she once, She messaged me one day, she goes, what the hell's that thing you got in your hand? <laughs> Why is it so important? And I uh, go, it's a light meter. A light meter, and yeah. she goes, what does it do? And I told her, she goes, well, why is it so important to have your picture taken? And I said, I do not take my picture. You know, somebody else is doing it. Oh, right. Instead of actually watching what, why I'm metering the way. But yes. it is another thing I, I did not like uh, about the, some of the negative social media uh, aspects. I kept getting put in these groups on Facebook, you know, local photo groups. And boy, you talk about all about the ego. Mm. And and how some people talk, and that's the problem because uh, you're not talking face to face, and how they would go off on each other, and it's it's almost like they're being bullies to other ones, other people in the group, and that negative aspect I didn't care for. I'd try to go in and 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 there was a plus and minus too in that uh, I would give my advice. And I was surprised how many people are shooting professionally that really don't know what they're doing. And they would ask me, what do you you think? What do you think of my editing? And I'd say, you know, uh, I would look at composition, you know, and also use fill flash. And like, why would I use fill flash? I I only shoot natural light. And it's like, (laughs) well, you you would fill your subject and your back wouldn't be blown out white. But. I, I just got to the point, it's like, well, okay, now everybody's a professional, and now they're saying, look at me, and I, that doesn't uh, uh, amuse me. I, I don't feed off of that. I rather spend my time, and I'm terrible about posting. I'm more about going out to the adventure and the capture. That's what I like. Afterwards, I'd say, hey, yeah, this is what I did. You know, I got this capture and, and that's fine. I don't want to focus because there's too much in the media that's negative. Why f- keep feeding into it? Go out and do something creative. And to me, that
1: underscores my motivation for being involved in photography is because it feeds my, my soul. I enjoy the beauty that surrounds me, and I'm, I'm teaching and I've been taught to look at the world differently through the years because of the, the camera and that's one of the good things about social media too is because it, it has encouraged a whole mass of people to look at the world differently and to notice the beauty around them and that's a very positive thing it's when we start comparing ourselves to other photographers and saying things like well that photographer she has seventy five thousand followers so whatever she's doing is working so i'm going to um copy her work right. and make her style my style now in the beginning imitation is a way of learning i get that but just to seek after that those likes and that those followers i i don't think that's healthy because that ends up with the comparison because you'll never measure up uh, right. in that regard
0: now on the positive side one great thing about social media i found photographers uh both on youtube uh, in other means that i look at their work as more inspiring
1: right it, 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 right i've seen images that i want to go out and capture that feel
0: or that that scene
1: not necessarily identical in their
0: style but you know it inspires right. me inspires there's uh, i wish i could think of his name right now um i'll try to find his name He's originally from Italy. He lives here in Northern California, and I love his YouTube posts. He's great, great attitude, and his flair for life is great. He shoots, and he says, hey, this is what I use, and this is what he does, and, and it's inspiring. There's mm-hmm. another guy I like. Uh, his name's Ted Vieira. He's from, uh, I believe, the Las Vegas area. And he used to shoot Fuji. I think he still does, but he does a lot of black and white. And he's do he's he's, he's got a great street view. And you listen to him, and it's like listening to these two photographers talk. Their photo- it's the passion. Yeah, and that's what I want. So, and even though I do not shoot street photography, I love his black and white work. this Ted Vieira great work? I love to hear. His passion, I like to see his work. Mm-hmm. That's inspiring. Inspiration,
1: right. And, and that doesn't mean you're going to become Ted. Right. But you are
0: inspired by it to go out and do your best. Exactly. And when you have people with the enthusiasm and the passion, it kind of brings up your A-game. Yes. It's kind of like, you know, not to be facetious, it's like on our trip, you know, I know a couple of our colleagues left early and, and I knew, the reaction when we post our work, you know, and, and, in in a fun gist, it's like, well, gee, uh, you left early. That was just too, that's bad. too bad. Yeah. yeah you could have got this. It was, it's all in the fun way to have fun on yeah. social media, but it's, it's not this like, Oh yeah, you're, you don't know anything, you know, uh, right. type of thing where learning and, uh, Watching uh, the videos of this guy from Northern California uh, inspired me to pick up a couple of pieces of gear mm-hmm. that I did a panoramic up in up in uh, Yosemite. Very simple setup. I didn't pay uh, out the nose uh, to get uh, some of these very expensive panoramic setups. I did my research. I got the gear. And what did I do? I, I got it out to go use it. Go experiment, and I experimented first at the coast. I I did good with the, with my first panoramic. I didn't have any issues. Then I tried it that day, mm-hmm. and a lot of people saying, "Wow!" And they said, "Well, what'd you use?" I, say, I used the fifty millimeter," and they go, "Oh!" And they're like, "You mean you didn't use the wide angle?" No, I said, "Use the fifty millimeter vertically and panned, and it stitched perfectly." Right, and so again. It is because I found somebody on uh, on on uh, YouTube. YouTube, and I follow him on Instagram, and I was able to to get a look that I wanted for myself, right? And I used the lens because I, I like a low element count lens to get these rich black and whites. And I think I got, it and I'm going to make a print out of it because I like the way it came out, right? But I used the social media. Out to look at sources saying, hey, what's worked for them? Mm-hmm. What? How can I put this in my workflow as gear to make this type of panoramic? Right. And it, I'm not copying, let's say for their style, because I shot this in black and white. You know, I got some people uh, telling me, oh, call me Ansel Adams. So it's like, hey, that's inspiration, but I, I'm no close to that. <laughs> but there, there's a reason why I did my, I, I use, the internet, social media, to find what I need to get inspired, uh, and not to get uh, into all this gear because that's a, a, another thing about some of these social, these YouTube photographers—they're sponsored by people, and I think some of the stuff they they can mislead about this gear, right? And to sell it, right? And sell it, and it's it's almost clickbait. It's like you'll you'll hear why I switched in, uh, Nikon to Fuji. Then they're back to Nikon. Now I'm switching to Canon. And then you kind of click and then they're back to Nikon again. It's like, well, uh, <laughs> th- think of those photographers who followed you who went and bought Fuji. And they're like, well, what the age? Uh, yeah, you know? and chasing the dollars. Yeah. And now and now you're back to Canon. and Now you're like, then you go back to Nikon. So you, you're kind of jumping all over the place. And you got to think, wh- what if people believed you and went out and bought this stuff? You're in a recommendation. The next thing you know, you're throwing that company under the bus,
1: and that's uh, that's one of the unfortunate aspects of social media. And so it's a mixed bag, yin yang, yang, yang. yang. You know, I, we all know photographers that have actually con- are consumed with that voracious beast, Instagram, where they that they are successful. They develop the followers. Now they got to keep it up. So their whole lifestyle becomes chasing the uh, image and i we've read and heard of uh, famous people that have stopped the, the the treadmill because it is it it's all consuming to keep that up to keep up
0: that facade exactly and i i mean and i just can't tell you it's i wish people would just put down the cell phone just just for a bit just for a bit and go out and you know and take that photograph.
1: Unless you're listening to the podcast on yes. a cell phone, just a few more minutes longer.
0: And take your earbuds, you know, you can <laughs> drive, you know, you don't have to look at the screen. right? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, again, there's yin and yang, but I focus more on the positive. That That's what I get out of the social media. And sometimes I get my friend, oh, did you see this photographer went on so-and-so on Twitter, showed him and, and her or whatever. It's like, that's... I don't. I'm not into somebody's drama on on, no, on, the, please, on the internet. No, yeah. yeah, it's it's more to me. It's uh, and it's not junior high. Yes, yes, that is true. Oh, I think that was a very good conversation. <laughs> we'll we'll see what kind of reaction we we get. Right, I'm sure we stepped on somebody's toes. toes. Well, yeah, and you know, it's again. Uh, it's I I look at it. We're in a show me profession. If you think about it, right? We're showing people our work. Yes, and we want feedback. And I, we want I, feedback. Sure. I think some other people want the feedback more for the for the ego part of it. What What are you feeding right. with your photography? What are you feeding? And and it's like, are you in it for the passion, or are you in it again for the likes? Right. And if that's what they want, hey, you know, more power to you. But I look at it, you know, it's like anything, life or anything, look at it as an adventure and uh, step out and uh, explore. Right. Explore, do something. Uh, And again, you find your niche and you find people who you will follow that are going to be inspiring instead of saying, oh, that no good son of a gun, you know, he did this and he switched and he's full of crap and, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and, if you, and, and then you click on, well, which person are they talking about? You know what I mean? You, oh, yeah. That, then, then you're going that. down the rat hole. By, uh, yeah. Go the, to the light.
1: <laughs> be unfollow. A Jedi.
0: Unfollow. Yeah. Be, 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 the, be the Jedi Knight. You there know, there you go. Mean, don't yeah. go to the dark side. Got it. Well, I think that was a good uh, conversation sure. for today. Yeah. So, Joe, where can we find you?
1: Well, uh, I, I After this conversation, I'm deleting all my <laughs> social media f- uh, accounts, but uh, until then, you can find me at Facebook at uh, Bright Angel Images on Facebook or uh, on Instagram, Bright Angel underscore images. Also, I have a website, brightangelimages.com, and that's the, the, the company, and that's uh, that's where you can find me
0: oh great and you, you can find me here at, at com. also on Facebook uh, I have the Aperture Priority Podcast of course Tony Avila 64 on Instagram so I'm going to keep those accounts for, <laughs> at least when I get my new posts up because I haven't posted there in a while <laughs> and uh, I just want to leave off to for everybody to go out and open up that aperture and let that creative light in
1: Your priority is an Avila Studios production. For more information on what Avila Studios has to offer, please visit us on the World Wide Web at avilastudios.com.